Welcome. Good morning. It is Friday. What date are we on today? The 21st, 22nd? I don't know. (laughs) Does it matter? (laughs) The world seems to be burning, particularly here in the United States. But I have come to share the good news with you. There is good news. This is your daily bread with Monica Matthews. Thank you for subscribing to my podcast. Please share it with others. If you find that this does bring you life, and I know it does because it's the word and the word always brings life because he is life. Amen. Life eternal. I'm kind of laughing this morning. Not going to lie. I tuned into the AI forum hosted by Elon Musk and there was a panel of four individuals, two were on the tech side of, of AI and proponents, obviously. Um, and I, the name escapes me of the one company that you would all be familiar with, uh, of the gentleman who began that. And then there was a scientist next to him who actually was relatively pragmatic in his approach to, and, and his concerns, right? Very sincere and practical concerns that we all have with regard to where we're going and at the rapid pace with which we are speeding toward our dependence upon AI, right? Well, on this stage also was Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu uh, of Israel, and he was the only person on that stage. So someone asked Elon, you know, or, or posed to, to, he posited to Elon that, that this could mean that you could live forever, right? And then, and Elon kind of um, reiterated the point and, and with, with, with a, with a tone of, of enthusiasm, right? And kind of like, oh, well, you know, that might be cool. Right. And, and as we are here upon the eve of Neuralink and people, you know, putting things in their brains and all of that, Matter of fact, I'm I'm gonna go. Well, I'll I'll leave that there. But on the eve of that, the only person on that panel who who posed the question to Elon and to the whole group was Prime Minister Netanyahu, right? And he says, "But would you would you want to live forever? Right? Like, do you want to stay in this world forever?" <laughs> and I thought, isn't that interesting? So this morning, I'm on social media, my my normal you know Twitter roundabouts, and um, and I see people talking about Neuralink and how here it is, it's it's rapidly coming upon us. And, and would you want and, the, and you could live forever possibly with with this device uh, implanted in your brain. How that works, I don't know. I'm not that read up on all the science yet, but I will be. Primarily for your sakes, because I have zero interest in implanting anything into my brain. I do not see it the same as a pacemaker or other things that we place into our bodies. Um, at this point, I think we any sober-minded individual understands that you can trust nothing and basically no one within the tech landscape without serious spiritual discernment. Amen. And so the scripture that came to me was back in Revelation, where the address is on my Twitter feed. You guys know I'm not very good at addresses. But in Revelation, where it it says that in the last days, right, when all this stuff is going nuts, and many of you believe that Christians won't be here, Christians will be raptured. And I'm not going to argue that theology this morning. 
what I'm saying is that in those days, men will want to die and they will seek death and they won't be able to find it. Right? So imagine a world so dark, so lawless. I know it seems that way now and it, and it is, it's pretty, it's pretty lawless here. Okay. But we do still have the Holy Spirit within us, among us, um, as a, as a, as a saving grace, we are not yet in the dispensation of judgment as, as the world goes. Okay. And so imagine wanting to die and you can't because you've been programmed by Neuralink. <laughs> so, so there's literally nothing that can take you out of you or unless it is, you know, a drone or, you know, I, I'm not suggesting we're all going to be, uh, or all neural link participants will be hybrids of some, you know, ter- a terrestrial, uh, uh, some type of an alien being, if you will, um, in a, in a, in a human hybrid, a hybrid, there you go, a hybrid, right. And, in, in a hybrid of an Android, a humanoid, uh, all of that. I'm not suggesting that, but I am suggesting that where diseases are concerned, right? You'll want to die. You can't. There have been several great movies actually done about that. But Tom Hanks was in one of them, and the name escapes me. Um, but you know, in, in really, to, oh, you know what it was? It was actually The Green Mile. What a great movie! There's so many metaphors in that movie. Amen. Oh my gosh! Especially what we're living through right now. Whenever John Coffey, who is now passed on, sadly, in real life. Um, what a great actor. God, that movie was so good. And and he says it was they love for each other that killed them. I, I will never. He killed them with a love. I will never forget those lines. And you shouldn't either. And you know why? Because that's how the enemy of our souls comes for us. He tries to kill us with our love for one another. You know how he does it? By perverting the truth. By making you afraid to speak the truth. By bringing shame and cancellation and killing and destroying. Um, Because remember, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He doesn't come to cancel you. That's what humans do. That's what systems do, right? But he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. You have to understand your enemy. And he, he does that with fear, with dread, with the need to be liked, the need to be right, right? All of, all of our human needs to be loved, to be protected, to have an income, to be able to provide for our families and shelter and clothing, all the basic things. And remember, though, what our Lord said is that the heaven is not just these things. The heaven is not, it's not these things at all. It's not raiment and food and shoes and sandals and, and huts and clothing and, and houses and yachts and, and cars. And it, that's not what the kingdom of heaven is. The kingdom of heaven is righteousness, peace, joy, right? And when we will first pursue the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness, all of the other things that we strive and fight and scratch and cuss and maim and murmur and, and malign and all these things that, that we do in this fallen nature when tempted by Satan's kingdom to forget who and whose we are by the new birth and that we will live forever. We will live forever. The only people 
that are interested in living forever in this world are people who have not been enlightened to the revelation that we do live forever in peace, joy, and righteousness in Christ Yeshua. We do. They have simply not been enlightened to that revelation. And some people believe that you come back as rodents and cockroaches and butterflies and little kids and who, you know, but that's not what the word says. The word says it is appointed one time for man to die. One time. So that does away with a myth of reincarnation. One time for man to die. Amen. And so with all of this fallen nature, man, we got some choices to make, but I want to read the scripture uh, of today that really just, man, it's always so timely. It's Psalms 34. I prayed to the Lord and he answered me. He freed me from all my fears. Those who look to him for help will be radiant with joy. No shadow of shame will darken their faces. And this is um, verse uh, one through five. I love that. And that's the New Living Translation. So he freed me. I prayed to all to the Lord and he answered me, right? Ask, seek, knock, amen? He tells you to do that because he's so readily available to us as his inheritance, right? That's what my ministry, that's our, that's our, that is our acronym, thirst, right? Teaching his inheritance, refreshing single-minded truth. That's what this is. You are Christ's beloved. You are betrothed. If you are born again, you are beloved. You are betrothed. You are in, you are his gift from your creator, from our father who has now adopted us into his heavenly family. Isn't that awesome? And so I prayed to the Lord and he answered me. He freed me from all my fears. We live in unbelievable strife and struggle and terror mongering, fear mongering, neuro-linguistic programming, all the things you see going, you've got, I'm going to tell you guys now, you have influencers on Twitter who have hundreds of thousands, if not close to million or millions of followers who are running programs on you and you love them. Because you're so excited to have someone who either doesn't look like you or who hasn't historically voted like you or who crossed the line and, and, and may actually be homosexual. But hey, they're at least preaching some of the conservative values. So we're going to follow them. Uh, you know, and, and you're aligning with everything that makes you feel like you're informed. You have a seat at the table. And you know why? Because it makes us feel safe. And all of that is fraud. They are absolutely defrauding your mind and you don't see it because you desperately want to connect with someone who has a voice and that appears to have a bigger voice than you. But that's, that's a lie. Your voice matters just because I have a microphone and an audience that does not mean my reach may be more and more expansive in the earth than yours. But your voice on my airwaves, your voices are represented. Because I study you. I pray for you. I see your prayer requests. I see your struggles, your divorces, your eating habits, your addictions you're overcoming. You're 27 days sober. Uh, you know, your, your sordid relationships. Uh, I see your... 
uh, you know, lying, cheating spouses. I, I see your kids that are, have gone wayward. I, I see your dogs that have died and gone over the rainbow. Uh, you know, I see your fears and frustrations and complaints and murmuring and your hatred and your joy and your peace and your fears and your, all of it. I see all of it. I see your faith. I see your lack of faith. I see your unbelief. I see your phobias. I see all of it. You know why? And if I, because it's right there, you put it out there for everyone to see. And so I'm not playing to that. And I, and I minister according to the ailments of what I see around me. But that's just my calling. But your voice, your voice, oh my gosh, your voice in the heavenlies, you guys are worrying about signing up for your local GOPs and, and you got to get involved locally. And, and I'm not suggesting you return to your, you know, I'm waiting for Jesus to return armchair warrior position. I'm not suggesting that at all. What I'm suggesting is that for those of you who look to others in complete and total, um, you relinquish your, your reasonable mind to pursue people with big followings who are absolutely lying to you with, with, bombastic, bombastic 4chan, fake chan, intelligence community. You want to talk about a confused uh, community. Oh my gosh. The intelligence community, man, the left foot doesn't know what the right pinky's doing. I mean, that's how they operate. And they've cast the entire net over you through popular people. <laughs> Doesn't it make sense? Right. And someone's like, well, how do we know you're not one of them? Well, you don't, other than I'm not. So I work for the kingdom. I don't work for this world. I used to, and I have had my foot in the world and my foot in the kingdom. And, you know, I've been double-minded, double-jointed, all that stuff, just like the rest of you. But I'm very transparent about this weebly-wobbly walk that I've had it called Christian uh, Christianity and in pursuing Christ and pursuing my, my father, really, it, through the position uh, of being seated in Christ. Amen? And you're doing the same thing. I have no reason to lie to you. You all are honestly not paying my bills. You're not. Now, I am asking you to partner with me. And some people have found that expedient to kind of jokey joke, haha, about that and call me a fraud and because they themselves have issues that need some serious boxes of tissues. And, and silly, ignorant people follow liars. They just do. Again, big numbers, right? As if I would ever have a reason to be envious of anyone on Twitter, particularly through Twitter spaces. I'm not even in that ecosystem. Does that make sense to you? So my false accusers come from Twitter, but I'm not in Twitter space. I don't really host Twitter spaces anymore. I'm about to ramp up for our ministry because it's important for my other talent to be able to reach you, for the talent on our network to be able to reach you. Other than that, I jumped out of that last January because I have other things that I'm called to do. So with that, I have been asking you guys to consider uh, a donation, not a donation, a contribution. I'm not a 501c3 to givesendgo.com backslash Monica Matthews with two T's, um, $5, $10, $5,000, $5 million, whatever it is you feel you know, that you've, you've discerned, not feel, whatever you've prayed about to give, do that. And if you haven't been given the green light to give, then don't. It's okay. My point is, I'm here to serve you. Others are here to serve themselves. And others are held captive and they don't even know it. For some of them, it's not 
they're not they're willfully ignorant but that's because they enjoy their their celebrity status and they always have some of these some of these clowns have been celebrities for a very long time so this is their ecosystem they were targeted on purpose it, it was deliberately done to capture you man i'm i'm spilling a lot of secrets this morning and i hope it doesn't fall on deaf hearts minds and ears and i do hope you'll share this because it is important and sharing this stuff can be kind of risky, believe it or not. But I've never been afraid of that. You know why? Because I pray to the Lord, as right here in Psalms 34, I prayed to the Lord and he answered me. He freed me from all my fears. All my fears. And this world is nothing but a fear fest right now. Right? Okay. Those. This goes on, verse 5. Those who look to him for help will be radiant with joy. You know why? Because the joy of the Lord is our strength. Amen? And we covered that yesterday. Those who look to him for help will be radiant with joy. Some of some of you are stuck on, we're here to serve the Lord. Okay? And, and you're stuck in servant mode. But you know what he told the disciples? I no longer call you servants. I call you friends. Because you know what's up in my father's house. I've shared everything with you. I was told to come here and share. I've fulfilled my purpose. So we are to serve one another. Amen? That is the command. To love our father. That's the fulfillment of the law. Is to love our father, our creator, our God. Capital G, capital O, capital D. The only living God of all creation. We are to serve, we are to love him, love him, love him. Some people are trying to serve without the love. And you know why? Because many people live with a broken heart. And as you can see from our divorce rates, the strife in our country and across the globe, and particularly within the body of Christ, you see the fractured, fissured hearts of human beings and people are still capitalizing on that. That's why we've allowed our country to get to where it is. So we try to serve God. We try to be religious with broken hearts. And it doesn't work. I'm not suggesting you wait until you're entirely healed to get out and help others. I'm suggesting that by getting out and, and creating action from a position of, I am broken, I need you to help me. And I need you to heal all of these places in my heart that other people have stomped on and literally left, whether it's your government. Mind you, I'm not speaking only of childhood trauma. It's in addition to that. Your representatives have let you down in such a grave way that, that it's an affront for you to simply walk on and continue on in anger, fear, dread, terror, malice in your heart, division, it, it's an affront to the kingdom. If you call yourselves followers of Christ and believers, it's an affront not to stop and ask him to help your broken heart first so that you can then love him from the proper position and perspective as his child, not his servant. We are slaves to righteousness, which is total freedom. Right? That means that we're no longer slaves to sin and our flesh. 
Some of us are really having to work that one out lately. Amen. But what all of this means is that we call him Abba, which is daddy. I mean, that, I don't know if you, I'm, I adopted my father's name. So I know what that means legally. I know who has a right to me as their daughter and who doesn't. And so he bought you with his blood. Amen. His body was broken to heal all of your diseases, including a broken heart, including your high blood pressure, your heart failure, things that are brought on by fear, terror, dread, disappointment, grief, hope deferred, all of those things it cause dysfunction within the heart flow. We know this anger, bitterness, strife, division, jealousy, covetousness. Think about all the things that your heart has gone through, man. All of the footprints on a cellular level. I love that. Dr. Dr. Richards talks about that in his, in his book. And I, I, um, I love his book and I don't have it in front of me. I would give you the actual place to go, but it's always, it's talking about the heart. He's always addressing the heart first. And so the heart, everything we're dealing with is matters of the heart. Amen. And so let not your heart be troubled is something that my colleague, uh, Sean Hannity would always say at the end of every show. He still, maybe he still does. I don't know. I don't watch Fox. Don't plan on doing that anytime soon because they too propagate fear and see a, uh, Rupert Murdoch long, Long live the king of uh, Fox News somewhere else. So it says, those who look to him for help will be radiant with joy. Right? Radiant with joy. And here you go. This is where I want to land. No shadow of shame will darken their faces. Now, unless you've been living under a rock, you know that Colorado Representative Lauren Boebert has been in the spotlight over the past week regarding a date night she had and some of her behavior that was unseemly for a sitting United States Congresswoman. Um, and she got, I believe, a little belligerent in, in, a, in a show that she was in with her date. And, um, but more than that, what, what people are, I think people were ready to kind of forgive that. <laughs> um, but but where they're, where they're leveraging this the the additional faux pas here, uh, paw, huh? No pun intended for sure. But her date was pawing all over her. Uh, both of them were somewhat handsy um, in the date, and you can see him on like night vision black ops cameras. That you know, I guess they were just happened to be zoned in on her. Uh, yeah, I'm beginning to believe this whole thing was in fact a setup down to the guy she actually went out with. Um, Nevertheless, she's young. She is vulnerable. Some of you are like, oh, here we go. You're going to make excuses. No, I'm not making excuses from a ministerial standpoint. I'm sorry. Did you forget that she's equally as human as you are? Have you ever gone through a divorce at her age with her kids and with her husband and with her position of authority? And with her stressors and with the weight that's on her shoulders? Do you live in their home? 
Do you know why they are divorced? I feel like I'm kneeling down in the dirt and I'm not comparing myself to Christ, but this is the spirit that I'm speaking with right now. Um, I'm kneeling down in the dirt and drawing a circle. I'm drawing something and, and saying to those of you who have no sin for sure, cast the first stone. And all of these glass houses that these so-called Christians, the pious ones, and their Windex, I mean, they should, hopefully they've got some stock and some Windex, for God's sakes, because I would. I mean, that's a lot of scrubbing you guys got to do living in those super religious and perfect and pious class houses. I've made some really dreadful choices in my life. Really dreadful choices that were costly. Costly to my soul. Costly to others. I mean, it's, I told you. It's been a weebly wobbly road for me. I have not stayed on the narrow path. I have not. I have turned back. I've, I've put my hand to the plow. I know what it says. I know. But you know what else, you know what else it says? That we wake up every morning to Father's new mercies. And we have been promised through the covenant that has been fulfilled, his sure mercies of David every morning. And that covenant of peace will never be broken. And so no matter where we make our bed in hell, whether it's in a movie theater with somebody groping our chest or we're groping them or in public and we are a sitting congressperson or, you know, it's some uh, illicit affair or it's some lying or it's stealing or cheating, whatever it is we're caught in, right? Whatever snare we're caught in as humans, whether we're grumbling and complaining and murmuring or we're jealous or we're bitter, you know, some of you think she's worse than you and you still hold a grudge against your sister-in-law from 25 years ago. But you are ready to cast those stones, honey, on social media and get out your, come out from behind that glass you're living in, you know, and, and, and cast stones at others while you're harboring bitterness because her sin's bigger. I'm like, I'm sorry, you don't get a pass. You don't get a pass. And so what I wanted to address in this, and the whole reason I brought it up was because the minute I read I read the scripture this morning, I thought of her. I thought of her and I and I watched her recent video, a candid video that someone shot of her coming out of the airport. And she was very candid and she was also very humble and said, you know, uh the the nation shouldn't have to bear the weight, basically, I'm paraphrasing, but she did say, she did. She did attribute the weight that her indiscretions have put on her constituents and the American people. That's a heavy load. So I don't know if Lauren is a Christian, but I hope so. I hope so, because she can cast all of this upon him and be made whole again. And have this cloud of shame removed from her, at the very least in her own heart, in her own psyche, and in her own family with her children. Some of you forget these people have children and you don't care. You don't care because you think she's earned it. You think she deserves it because she should know better because she should do better because she's a public person. She's also a woman. She bleeds like us, like you. She's a human. We all bleed. Amen. She's a woman. She has kids. She's going through a divorce She's got emotional stuff going on, and she didn't make a wise choice. And if you've ever been divorced as a young woman, and I have not ever been divorced, but I've been widowed, and I've had some moments where I'm like, you know, I just want to get dressed up 
and I want to go out and I want to forget about everything that's going on. And I just want to know I'm still pretty and, and that someone still desires me and that I haven't completely lost it through all of life's crap that has been thrown at me, that I'm, that I'm, that I'm still desirable and that I'm still funny and, and I, and I still can connect with someone right? Simple, simple things that some of you forget. Yes, even United States Congress people and pastors and presidents and world leaders and Christian leaders, we all bleed and we all suffer from this thing called the human condition. And it is not up to us to shame people. It's just not. So it has really grieved me to see how this whole thing has been leveraged um, against her. And she's not the only one. There are other indiscretions that have been exposed, and there will be more. There will be more. But I I happen to, you know, this whole thing with my uh, Fulton County District Attorney, you'll notice when she was accused of, you know, hopping in the sack with, with gangbangers and that whole thing, my my biggest beef with that is that, she appears to not not have mercy in and of herself and and she doesn't have an ethical stance on it with regard to her career and how she pursues justice to me is very questionable absolutely and then in her you know being in the position she's in particularly as a law enforcer <laughs> right if you're legit sleeping with the enemy or any part of his camp uh, or alleged enemy, I don't even know what the outcome of that dude's trial was, but or conviction, I'm sorry, um, indictment. But, you know, that's a problem. Yeah, of course. That, that, that is a problem and should actually disbar her if that is true. But I didn't, I didn't jump on the bandwagon of, oh, look, Fonnie's got sexual indiscretions. Right? Because truth be told, most people do. And if you don't, I'm not excusing it. You know I'm not. I'm sitting here just preaching the word to you. So, and if you don't, good for you. Stay clean. Right? But I bet you got others. And so if you're if you're bitter, if you're unforgiving, you're lazy, you're slothful, you're gluttonous, you're a liar, you cheat on your taxes, what you cheat people in business. You have no mercy for your work. You don't, you don't pay your laborers well. You're a harsh, coarse person with people who need your mercy, your compassion. Guess what, honey buns? <laughs> that is not exactly the light of Christ shining forth from you. So my point is sin, 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 sin. It all has to be reconciled to the cross of Christ Yeshua. And then that means that we turn from them. Amen. And we all need help turning from our sins. Yes, even Fonnie Willis. Yes, even Lauren Bobert. Yes, we all need help turning. Amen. So I just thought about the shame because we're all piling on. And it is, it, it's a really interesting wedge between DeSantis supporters and Trump supporters. Um, who's going to throw Lauren under the bus? And that's just really gross. It's like we've thrown her into the lion's den and we're just watching to see uh, which lion, you know, eats her fast enough. Got a leg over here, an arm over there. You know, who's going to take her head? It's disgusting. 
And that's how you should start to see these war, these words of these wars of words that really do affect other people's lives. And yeah, she, she could have, should have, maybe would have thought about her date and, and their <laughs> indecent uh, exposure in the dark, mind you, in the dark. They, they weren't, you know, sitting on a, in the middle of a restaurant telling people to shove off. This is how we're going to do it. Um, you know, but in the dark. And she was absolutely stalked as far as I'm concerned. All video footage I saw of her coming into the theater, leaving the theater, in the theater, uh, in the lobby of the theater. I mean, that's kind of amazing, right? And then this dude ends up being like a hardcore Democrat on top of that. Now, I will say this. She should probably vet her dates a little bit better. Um, as for me and mine, I'm de- that's one of my first questions. If, if you err on the side of D, I'm out. I don't care how much Jesus you try to tell me you have. If you're okay with ending life and you're okay with big government and you're okay with open borders, you serve another God, honey. <laughs> I'm just telling you. You do not serve the father of order and equality and justice. You don't. And decency. And so I'm not afraid to speak the truth. I've done it. I've done it for many years on these airwaves. And I'm not going to stop now. Because he's called me to speak the truth. And he's called you to hear the truth. So please be mindful of the people you're following. And what you're retweeting. What you're believing. What you're allowing to trouble your heart. Some of these things coming out of the intelligence community are, and they're all on Telegram, 4chan. They're all on these clandestine little servers with clandestine people who are literally deployed to make your life confusing, filled with emotion, filled with rage, anger, and despair, so that you make decisions based on anger, despair, and faithlessness. And ultimately what it does is it zaps, it it turns you into an android, really, a, a humanoid to where you just become kind of like sludge, right? You're either going to take to the streets. One of two things is going to happen. You're either going to take to the streets in total rage, anger. You're going to fight and hate you know, your neighbor. You're going to fight against your neighbors, people in your cities, your towns. Um, so you're either going to take to it in rage or you'll become apathetic over time. That's it. Because they have control of the entire system. The entire system is controlled. We are now giving government IDs to Venezuelans who are illegal. Yes, this regime, this is not an administration, by the way. This is a regime. This regime is now handing out IDs to illegals. Yes. And so there's no processing. There's no going back. I mean, President Trump talks about the largest, you know, I mean, talk about who you should apply for if we actually had a free and fair election, and President Trump had a snowball's chance in heaven to sit back, you know, in the Oval Office, you'd probably want to get a job at ICE because you guys are going to be super busy, uh, allegedly, in his coming administration. But I, I'm I'm not hopeful of a legitimate uh, election. I'm not. So I, I turn all of it over to the Lord because at this point, he has allowed this to occur. Because he is providential. And if you don't believe me, go back today when you stop listening to this podcast. You, you can speak it to Siri and Google. You're brave, hopefully, whatever other you know uh, platform you're on, browser. Get out there and, and, and look up the book of Daniel and the story of Nebuchadnezzar. That will remind you 
that our Father, the creator of the entire universe, 1,000% is engaged in the affairs of man. What do you think? He's just going to send his son down here and that's it? Like he's just going to go back and chill, right? Hang out in his throne and just be like, yeah, you know what? We'll see what happens with these crazy people. They either accept my son or they don't. Yeah, I'm done. That's all. And by the way, I don't really have anything else I'm going to say. For those of you who hate on prophets for today and and you hate on, you know, all the all of the giftings and the positions that the word actually has in black and white and red, right? <laughs> all of that. But some of you are so religious that you believe all that died with the last apostle, which is truly amazing. Um, somehow the Holy Spirit's dead, but you think you have the Holy Spirit in you. Really weird, really weird stuff. That's called double-mindedness. You should absolutely pay attention to my ministry and what we're doing because that will cure your double-mindedness on these things and your religious zealotry. But I digress. So do you really think he's just kicked back on in his recliner and he's just letting us, you know, go about our, we have free will. Yeah, well, we, we we do have we do have the freedom to choose. Yes, although, ha, try this one on for size. I know I'm going way over my little eight minute morning clip that's supposed to give you encouragement. Hopefully, this still does. <laughs> but I'm just gonna go ahead and roll in my podcast with my morning bread, my daily bread. This is gonna be like the the day. This is breakfast, lunch, snack, dinner, and midnight stack. That's what you're getting with with this broadcast today. You're welcome. So all that to say, um, yeah, he's still invested, right? And remember that we we have to pray that Father gives people place to repent. Okay, Bible thumpers, pay attention. You know who you are. You weaponize the word, and you're so convinced of who's going up and down, Jen Ellis and Steve Dace and many others, that you sit around and talk about the forefathers who went to hell and President Trump's going to hell. I mean, what is going on? Who do you think you are? Well, the Bible says if you do this, 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 and that, you guys can't even, you can't translate the word do in an effectual manner. Those who practice these things, I will take you from glory to glory. I will finish the good work I began in you. I began, I began, I began in you, says the Lord. Sit down with your religious zealotry that literally kills people. And it sounds good and it smells good, but it doesn't. It's a stench unto our Father's nostrils. Because it's ignorance and it's pride and it's disgusting. And you are an affront to the cross of Christ that affords people time to walk with their Lord, to seek their Lord, to repent, to turn, and to grow. Ladies and gentlemen, you should always reserve the right to change. You should always extend that to others. My late pastor used to say that. I love it. I'm not the same person I was even six months ago. Glory to God. I'm not the same person I was four weeks ago. Glory to my father. Because I'm pursuing him. And I'm stumbling all over the place. And I'm getting back up and brushing off my knees and going at it again. He is taking me from glory to glory. Not you. Not my perfect behavior. 
not my not my stone throwing abilities at others, not my outing fake prophet prophets and false prophets. Do you know how many people I've already peeped out as kind of suspect on on these things? And and I don't. I'm like I'm not touching that. Uh-uh. Nope. I pray about them in my prayer time, and there's no need to make a spectacle unless 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 you are sexually perverted and you are harming children and and you are a co- a total uh pastoral deviant who needs your church needs to be bankrupt then yes i will absolutely speak to that but but there are folks who are alleged prophets or uh, allegedly speaking on behalf of the lord who i have just not been settled with in my own spirit male, female, young, old. And instead of taking to the airwaves over that, I go into prayer or I will, I will seek counsel from my elders about it, but I don't get out there and, you know, cause a bunch of ruckus on that. You know why? Cause it's a waste of energy and it's not my place, but there are giftings of this, right? So my whole point in this and I'll close our father is not sitting in the heavens idly by it, he, it requires him to give grace to the sinner to repent who the devil has at his will taken captive. So y'all want to step to me about some free will? Come on. Let's talk about some free will. Okay. That, listen, we're lucky to breathe. <laughs> Much less have a clarifying thought, right? From a purified heart. And so all of this philosophical, man is in charge, man is doing this, man is doing that. No. He gave us dominion. We gave it back to the enemy. We gave it away. He gave it to us again by sending his son himself to this earth to save us, to redeem us, to enlighten us, to expand expose and make an, an open display of principalities and wickedness and dark and high places, darkness, filth. He's exposed them all. We have dominion in this earth as believers inasmuch as we are yielded to our father. We are walking in obedience. We're walking after him. We're listening. We're applying the word to our lives. We are loving him with everything we have. And we are loving our neighbors as ourselves. And sometimes that means speaking truth to lies. And it is uncomfortable. It is risky. It can be costly. But if you don't, and you've missed an opportunity to do so, that is something that you will, in eternity, um, have to give an account for. doesn't mean you're going to hell. It means that you've missed an opportunity. And how sad is that? Right? And some of you have beautiful testimonies you're ashamed of. You don't want people to find out. You live in terror of people finding out about your past. Can I please just read this scripture to you one more time? And, and I pray that as I read this to you, that it will, it will land on a, on a softened heart, on beautiful soil that, it, that is ready to receive your freedom, not someone else's, yours. Yours from that terror of being found out. And if you've been one of these folks who are out here heaving boulders at people like Lauren Boebert and others and all of the others who are to come, 
from your safe little position of a past that you're afraid to have, or maybe it's the shame. Most of you heaving boulders are living in an inordinate amount of shame as it is. And I'm not accusing you in it. I'm just stating a fact. That is a ministerial fact. It's out of our heart that the mouth speaks. It's, it's how we condemn others. It's why we condemn others. It's why we project onto others to, to use a psychobabble term, but it's true. We, we do project. And, and, and our Lord was actually drawing that in the sand that day. You're projecting onto this young woman found in adultery what you have done yourselves as if your sins are not, as if they're not scarlet. Because remember, he, he had not, he had not redeemed all of creation yet. He had not gone to the cross. He had not suffered. He wasn't buried and he had not resurrected yet. So these guys were operating in total flesh as if, you know, their laws were going to save them. And he's like, I came to fulfill the law. And this is for my Jewish brothers and sisters too. I, I've I have discerned that many of you are you are privately and inwardly um, be, beginning to see the truth and the freedom and the beauty of the Messiah, Christ Yeshua. But because of cultural and ancestral um, strongholds and beliefs you are fearfully sitting, you know, in your own minds and your hearts. And you know what? I don't encourage you to sit there fearfully, but, but I do, I do welcome you to the table. I do welcome you to the table of asking questions and seeking, right? Because you'll find and to knock because it will be opened and to ask because he will answer you. And once you've been set free and your heart and your mind have been freed from fear and from the terror that, that eternal death, that the separation from this life brings, once you've been set free from having to annually atone um, for, for your sins through, through religious um, ceremony, I'm not suggesting you don't. I mean, I, I just I just observed Rosh Hashanah for gosh sakes, but I did so in it in what I would consider a completed fashion, in that I also participated with communion, um, because to me, I don't even have a Christian faith without my Jewish brothers and sisters. I just don't. It's impossible. They're inextric- inextricably linked. They're not mutually exclusive. And so I want to welcome those of you to the table who have, you know, he's and the reason why that's happening is because he's knocking at your door. Amen. And he says he will. I stand at the door and I knock, you know, let me in. You don't have to make a public display of it. You don't, you don't have to make a public confession of it just yet. You will one day though, because, because once your heart has been transformed and your eyes have been opened and the scales have fallen, man. It's a beautiful thing. It's a powerful thing. And all you want to do is share it with the world. You want to share it with people you love because you finally realized how forgiven, how accepted, how beloved, how worthy he has made you, right? You realize so many things about yourself that have never been answered through any other practice. 
through any other belief system that is so liberating that you can't help but run through the streets and tell people about Yeshua. You just can't. That's why it's called the gospel. (laughs) It's called the good news. Amen. So for those of you sitting in shame this morning, I want to leave you with this. Okay. And I want you to really take this in for yourselves. Some of you have had abortions. Some of you have had divorces. You've cheated. You've lied. Whatever. You know what? Yep. It's all there. Again, I'm not diminishing the seriousness of our sin, but I'm highlighting the power of our forgiveness and our ability to repent from a cured heart. Okay? Not in religion. All right. I'm going to read it again. Psalm 34. I prayed to the Lord and he answered me. That's you. He freed me from all my fears. This is King David speaking. Okay. Those who look to him for help will be radiant with joy. No shadow of shame will darken their faces. Those who look to me for help is what the Lord is saying. When you look to the word, when you look to him for help, you will be radiant with joy and there will be no shame. You will have no shame regarding your past. All you will have is radiant joy and testimony of how free you have been set because you realize how forgiven you are. And that, my dears, is available to Jews, Christians, Muslims, Taoists, Buddhists, you name it, atheists, Satanists, it's all there. He is available to all of creation because that's why he was sent to redeem. He so loved God, so loved the world. Loved the world, did not judge and condemn the world. Loved the world that he sent his only begotten son to redeem the world. And that's you. All right. Love you guys. Have a good day. Make sure you're following me on Twitter at Monica on Air Talk. Sign up for my newsletters at MonicaMatthews.com. And remember, be good to your neighbor beginning in your own mirror. And if you're an American, act like one. I just hope you're